welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies may have inspired it. Uh, before we get started here, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and your app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music. Uh, we're on most of them, so definitely make sure you subscribe to the show and uh, please rate us and review us. Uh, you can do it on iTunes or wherever else uh, you're listening that does reviews. Please leave us a review. We want to know what you're thinking about the show. You can also uh, send me feedback directly at bydavidrosen at gmail.com. So uh, please, I definitely want to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. And uh, before we get on to it, I just wanted to say thank you all for bearing with me these last few weeks. Um, after the uh, Avengers episode, we had to do two mini episodes to uh, just kind of be placeholders because I was traveling. Um, but we're back. And, you know, after this extended break, uh, we should be back to weekly episodes now. And uh, another thing I was doing in the meantime was setting up our new website. So if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure to check out www.piecingpod.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to our mailing list there. Um, and I, I'd love to hear some feedback on the site as well. Uh, I'm planning on adding more features soon, but I just wanted to get the first version off the ground and running. And it's up and hope you guys enjoy it. So without any further ado, uh, let's get on to this new episode. So, you know, just a few weeks ago, Marvel Studios brought us the biggest movie in the world with the highest stakes imaginable with Avengers Infinity War. It was so big we needed five co-hosts to properly cover it on our show. And then a week later, they released the heavily R-rated Deadpool 2. While not a part of the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe story, this sequel to the surprise hit brought back Ryan Reynolds with a new director and all of the over-the-top, bloody, violent, and filthy action that most movie fans probably didn't even know they wanted the first time around. The first Deadpool broke all kinds of records, including the highest opening weekend for an R-rated movie ever, and caused the Hollywood machine to start rethinking their resistance to R-rated blockbusters. Trying to recapture that kind of magic doesn't always work out. But co-host David Quinones and I will get into whether or not they managed to make it work, this time with a villain played by Josh Brolin and a bigger cast filled with X-Men and X-Force characters. All right, so we got a new episode here, and with me again is Q, David Quinones from the uh, Bird Road Podcast. How you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm doing well. Yeah, right on. Yeah, this has been uh, pretty tough to get scheduled here with everything that's been going on, but I'm uh, glad we're doing this one. It's going to be uh, a fun movie to talk about. It's a real like quick evade, evasion of responsibility on your part. <laughs> you can so deftly just throw that, you know, baked in apology without even having to say that you're sorry for leaving your listeners hanging for or, or you could say or you could time. say my my listeners trust me and uh they know that there's Do reasons they? why i've been so busy and stuff they i and I, did, I didn't leave them with nothing i mean you know we had a couple mini episodes we got a new website you know uh yeah you had to take a four-day tour of stroudsburg pennsylvania four-day tour of stroudsburg two days of sitting in a cabin. by the way you can see you can see all of Stroudsburg in a solid four hours. <laughs> Actually, that that is true. We only spent about four hours in Stroudsburg. The rest of the time, we were meeting people and doing stuff. Um, but it was a fun trip. 
but we're back finally and can finally get some new episodes going. So, uh, yeah, Deadpool 2, uh, you know, the sequel to the first one, which caught everybody off guard. And no shit, a, the sequel to the first blast. one. Yeah, it, it was. Some <laughs> people were confused about that. One. I think that's probably why they uh, put the two instead of like a subtitle. You know, just to make sure that people understood that. And the next one's going to be an X-Force movie, right? That's like, true. That's what, that, that's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, before we get into the first puzzle piece, uh, I just wanted to make a, a quick note that um, I, I think there's obviously a lot of similarities between the first one and this one. And I have a feeling since the first one came out long before this show ever started, a lot of these puzzle pieces are probably going to be ones that could really apply to either of these two movies. Um, I think... Uh, probably one of the biggest criticisms of Deadpool 2 is how it's kind of more of the same. Um, we'll get into whether or not, you know, we liked it and whether or not there was enough new, but uh, yeah, I, I just think well, that's interesting you know, that that's manifested as criticism because wasn't that this, the, the central um, point of argument between Ryan Reynolds and the initial director who had also directed the first one and who was ultimately fired by Ryan Reynolds right. in his executive producer capacity that the guy wanted to, whose name I'm blanking on right now, but the other director wanted to go in a bigger budget. He wanted to switch it up, right? He wanted to, he, you know, he was like, Oh, well we got all this money from the first one. Let's hit it out of the park with a big budget superhero blow up movie. Right. And Ryan Reynolds was like, no, let's do the same thing we yeah, did. Let's do more of that shit. And uh, I mean, for the most part, I think it worked, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it though. And uh, I'm going to let you go ahead first though, with the first puzzle piece. Uh, what, what, what do you got for your first one? Well, before I jump to my first puzzle piece, I want to get something off my chest about this, about like just the, uh, the environment or the climate of reviews of Deadpool two and the things that I read when I was researching it. Cause I don't always, Unless there's something that speaks to the world of these superhero movies that maybe I missed or if there's some trivia or something like that or, or maybe some um, Easter eggs that I might have overlooked. I don't really go looking on AV Club and stuff like that for um, information or stories or reviews sure. about these movies. I might read like A.O. Scott's reviews in the Times just to get like a real baseline understanding of whether I should see a movie or not. But I don't do it after the movie out of curiosity. Um, but in researching sort of what people have been talking about in the climate of this, uh, uh, you know, surrounding the reviews of this movie, not the movie itself, but the reviews of it, I got to say movie reviewers and culture writers need to get the fuck over the fact that, that, that comic book movies are big, like oh, get yeah. over it. They're yeah. big. They're fucking big deal with it. Is it that hard for you to go see three of them a year? Like how <laughs> difficult can it be? It, like, We've now reached peak comic book. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. They, like two comic book movies made, what, $3 billion in the last month and a half. No shit, we're at peak comic book. What, what, what is it that you want to see? Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's... I, it's so annoying, uh, unerringly, unendingly annoying for me to have to, like, for, to, to, to see all of these culture writers and all of these people who fancy themselves to be, like, serious journalists and serious, you know, purveyors of uh, you know arbiters of what is and what is not good to see them you know shitting on a movie like deadpool 2 i'm not gonna like come to it's like to to its eternal defense or anything like that i'm just saying it was a good movie it was fine right exactly is it hard for you to just write about it and like and divorce yourself from the context of a million other movies that may have some similarities to it i don't see you uh, you know shitting on uh, other i don't know it's weird i, I just like what's what's another ascendant movie movie genre right now? Um, 
fucking buddy comedies. I don't know. Like, yeah. have you have you ever seen shitty a, horror a, movies? Shitty horror movies. Have you ever <laughs> seen a spate of the? It seems like they're perfectly capable. These writers, or generally the, the 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 culture arbiters at large, are perfectly capable of when Paranormal Activity fourteen comes out, they're able to compartmentalize it and look at it based on its merits. But every time another Avengers movie or Deadpool movie or whatever comes out, they have to lump it in with um, this concept of superhero fatigue. I don't know, man. Even the shitty ass Justice League movies don't, based on their box office receipts, don't suggest to me that there's any kind of superhero fatigue. No. Like even the shitty ones are millions of people are, really, are going to see them. Yeah. Well, also, also another thing is, um, I mean, they're complaining that there's too many of these movies, but. When it comes down to it, uh, the last couple of years have been some of the best years in recent memory of the other kind of movies, the, the generally critically acclaimed style movies. Um, there's been so many of them. And so it's not like uh, the superhero movies are replacing them. Uh, there, there's just a lot of movies being made. And so no, what's happening is that a lot of those movies, um, those critically acclaimed movies are movies where. Uh, there's an opportunity for a director to kind of um, go from being a working director to being an to considered a, an auteur. It seems like those are proving grounds for them to get the fucking superhero or Star Wars movie. Sure, like they, they want to actually they make some money great, and make a life out of this. <laughs> fuck yeah! I mean, like, look, like, actors too. They do a great um, job on baby driver and then they get handed the keys to the next star wars or something like that you know that's that seems to be the gravity of what's happening and i don't know i don't i don't see what people are star wars there you go another one why why is nobody talking about the fatigue of star wars well actually i was just about to say i think i think yeah i think that's going to replace the the phrase superhero fatigue especially after how bad uh solo opened this weekend so anyway that's my little caveat before jumping into this movie uh, I will continue to unabashedly love like <laughs> culture is not a serious thing for me. Culture is something I do to, to have fun and enjoy myself and forget about shit for a little while. Comic books are things that I've always like loved and enjoyed since I was a little kid. And I will continue to go see movies like Deadpool too sure. and not feel an ounce of guilt or like feeling like uh, I should be elevating my, my tastes more or be more critical just because I don't know, because yeah. it's the ascendant model and, of movies right now. And you shouldn't. You should definitely keep going to see these kind of movies because we need people to go to the damn theater and watch movies to begin with, whether it's Deadpool or whether it's, I don't know, fucking some biopic about, I don't know, fucking who's coming out with the biopic this year? <laughs> I don't know, something snooty. You know what biopic I saw the other day? Shit, what was it? I can't remember now. <laughs> oh man, it was oh Man on the Moon. I hadn't seen that in forever. I you and I saw movie. that in the theaters, like Did when we? we were like nineteen or twenty. Yeah, wow. We went and saw that in the theaters. You and I. I love that movie. That was a great movie. I didn't <laughs> like it at the time, but now watching it, yeah, it's it's better now. It's yeah. better watching it a little bit more. Um, so okay, I guess going into my first, I, I broke mine up a little bit because I had a few different movies. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I, they all kind of fit into four categories. So okay. I, I figured I'd just go through like some categories. Um, the first one that I would say is category of movies where there's the breaking of the fourth wall and general mm -hmm. awareness that 
that that it is a movie or somebody within the movie is aware that it is a movie one that's i think a little more well known or maybe maybe like more recent i think people are still watching this uh is Spaceballs. so i felt like that knowledge that oh we're in a movie and it's funny haha we're we're kind of you know lampooning a thing and you you see us getting our own jokes in real time i like that yeah so and then the other one which also had some elements of that was life of brian i don't know if you remember that monty python movie life of brian or not that was big when we were little kids i don't we were like teenagers we watched that but i I don't know if people are still watching that i think so yeah and i haven't seen it in a long long time but yeah it it was great it was (laughs) absolutely great it was monty python stuff so i think that that like knowing that um you know making you making at least one of your characters aware of the fact and um you you know one one that i even put here that was one of my favorite little fourth wall breaks ever was just one scene let's see if you can remember it where a character just looks at the camera for a moment can you guess oh man i know exactly what you're talking about it's one of our favorite movies and i yeah oh it's 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 towards it's in the third act of friday when Craig uh, yeah. <laughs> Craig comes out of his house, actually he does it two times. Once in the middle, in the third act, and then once at the very end of the, the movie. Ice Cube. Yeah, I went, yeah, I went Ice Cube. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and he looked, and then when when the two girls are 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 kind of meeting up with each other, and he realizes that his girlfriend and the girl that he's scamming on in that moment are gonna like cross paths. He looks at the camera with like a real serious look, like he knows he knows the jig is up, and uh, and then at the end. He does the same thing too. It's um, it's I, a, yeah. That, that's I, another. I love. I love that you just use the phrase "scamming on." That's scamming uh, on. Great use of that. <laughs> Is that still something people say? Do I sound old now? I'm I sound not like sure. a dad. I, I don't think I was ever cool enough to use that phrase, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, when I think of scamming on a girl, that's like you're hitting on a girl, but there's something you're not telling her, like right, that right. you specifically that you have a girlfriend already. Like <laughs> you're hitting on a girl, but you're not mentioning that you already have a girlfriend. That's scamming on a girl. Sounds, maybe sounds not, about right. Know. Sounds about right. So, what about you? What's your first? All right. So, um, my first one, and right off the bat, we're talking one, like I said, that really covers both of these movies. Um, but it is Shoot 'em Up. Remember Shoot 'em Up with Clive oh, Owen? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which to me, until Deadpool came out, was like the ultimate, just over the top cartoon character shoot 'em up movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, just totally over the top, totally insane, nonstop violence, nonstop guns going, nonstop ridiculousness. Um, and a lot of fun. And I think a really underrated movie. Um, Cl- Clive I've Owen never seen that movie it. since it came out. It was, it was on a lot in maybe the year or two it came out. And I, I guess they don't just, they just don't run it anywhere, but that was a great movie. I, I was obsessed with it when it when it first hit uh, DVD. I, I watched it like dozens of times, but I haven't seen it <laughs> since that year. I don't think, but uh, I definitely loved it back then. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, shoot 'em up. That was the first thing when when the first trailers for uh, Deadpool came out. Uh, I, I immediately was like, oh my god, it's like it's like a, a Marvel shoot 'em up. Yeah, you it's know? like head, head, Headshot Olympics. Yeah. Just like everybody's like neck snapping back every three seconds. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and and pithy dialogue. Yeah, lots, See, you know lo- what's lots funny? of pithy dialogue. You know what's funny though is like I feel like there's roots of this movie. There's a weird strand of DNA in this movie that has that shares something with um with shoot 'em up 
that can go wrong. Like, and I feel oh, sure. like it's this, I feel as though it's the same thing. That strand of DNA was at the core of Suicide Squad and done right. so wrong and done Absolutely. completely wrong badly. 100% right. And yeah, when I first saw those trailers, I, you know, I wasn't totally sure if I was going to like it for that exact reason, because these kind of movies can go so wrong. It, it's basically a spoof of action movies and spoofs are very, very hit or miss. Um, it, it, because it, it really depends on that, that right attitude, because if a movie is too filled with like that kind of a, you know, knowing self-referential winking attitude thing, it could be really grating and get really old fast. Um, but yeah, there's some of them that really do it well. And I think this series is one that has luckily done it well. So that's a really good um, that's a really good segue to my my next um, bucket, if you okay. will. And I really <laughs> only pulled out one from this whole genre because this genre or this this cohort of movies are mostly awful, and there's only one of them that I really like, and that is the the on the nose parody movies. The mm -hmm. this movie, that movie. The only one that I ever remember liking was Scary Movie. The first Scary Movie I thought was really funny. Every sequel was terrible. All of the epic movie, like I, I would say, the only other one that 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 could that could maybe get put in there is um, they came together. Uh, mm. But it's, it feels like that too. It's a genre parody. It's making fun while also being the movie. It's making fun exactly. of of a genre. Now, you're, forget, you're forgetting though. There there is one that that the two of us used to love. Do you remember what, what, which one it is? It's one that came out probably around two thousand. And it's going to be really embarrassing the fact that we like this movie, but um, hmm. not another team. See, movie. It's embarrassing enough. Oh, not another team movie. We loved that movie. Yeah, we, we, we oh, thought yeah, it was we did. so I liked good. That movie. Yeah, it was good. It's still good. I still watch that movie if it's on. Yeah, that's a funny movie. Yeah, that's a but really that, good, there's that's... not a, there's not a lot of good ones of these kind of spoofs, especially mod. I mean, old spoofs. Not another yeah, team like... movie starring Captain America. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, there's not a lot, you know, obviously back in the day, there was the Naked Gun series and Airplane, and those were all fucking amazing. But uh, ever since the first scary movie, there's been maybe two good spoofs. Like, you right. know, it's such a difficult, and I don't know why the that brothers is. Just killed so them. Just, the the Wayans brothers just drove them into the ground yeah. so badly. Yeah. I saw maybe Scary Movie 3 or something like that, and it was so over the top bad. The one that with David Cross in it. It was so over the top bad. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen on film. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh my God, wow, this is what. And then they made the epic movie and disaster movie or whatever. They, they made like a million of those things. And none those, of them. those weren't the Waynes brothers. Those were these guys that took over for them. Another, oh, okay. another uh, duo of directors. And uh, yeah, they made all the ones after Scary Movie. And they're even worse. I mean, they make the Waynes look like they were just making you know, fucking classics, you know? <laughs> although they did make some classics. So genre parody movies as best uh, uh, personified by um, not another scene movie, scary movie. And um, they came together. I would say that the, that those are, that's my second bucket as it were. And you. Okay. All right. My, uh, my next one is actually, it's the only comic book movie I'm going to mention. Um, and that is kick ass, which, okay. uh, that's the only other comic book movie I could think yeah. of that is this 
kind of insane and violent and dirty and you know another headshot olympics type movie yeah, exactly yeah and i, I think Again, shoot them up. I probably could have put them in a bucket, shoot them up and kick ass. Although this one I wanted to mention specifically was a comic book first. Um, but yeah, uh, kick ass was awesome. <laughs> I loved that yeah. movie. Nicholas Cage in that is still, I mean, that's like the last great Nicholas Cage role. I, I'd love to see him do something great again. Because... I loved kick ass a lot. Um, I, I thought it was, it was really good. It, it was in that, that era that like 2008, 2012 mm -hmm. era of, um, uh, where they were trying different things with comic book movies, where they were non-traditional, like non-Marvel universe, non-DC universe type heroes. They were a little darker, maybe a little weirder. Like that was also the era of Scott Pilgrim, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Which is just such an innovative and funny and smart movie. Um, but uh, Kick-Ass 2, with, with, where the character, the archetype of... The character that um, that Nicolas Cage played was replaced by Jim Carrey was so bad, and Jim yeah, Carrey made that movie so bad, <laughs> like yeah, on was, his was own. He had maybe thirty lines in the whole movie, and he made it terrible. And you know what? You know what's sad though is I would say that he was kind of the best part of the movie, and yeah. <laughs> and he still wasn't very good in it. Fuck but uh, yeah, it was. Yo, a bad movie. that McLovin kid was just that one movie. Like that guy, don't put him in anything else. <laughs> that guy's terrible. That guy's that terrible. Guy. I mean, that—that's his thing. That—that's his McLovin. life. He, he's yeah. McLovin. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could be Napoleon Dynamite. That's uh, <laughs> that might be worse. I don't know. <laughs> Even yeah, I mean, Napoleon. Did that guy ever do anything else? He did. Oh, he did one he of tried. our all-time favorite movies. Remember? Which one is that? <laughs> Before Rob Schneider went full like right wing crazy, he did that one movie about baseball where we were expected to believe that Rob Schneider was good at baseball, and it was him and uh, uh, David Spade and bench warmers. Bench warmers, yeah, Dan yeah. Hader, right? Wasn't his name Dan Hader? Yeah, that's right. He was in it. Yeah, Dan Hader. Yeah, <laughs> the great <laughs> God, talk about movies I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> John Lovitz. Wait, John Lovitz unveiling his like miniature baseball park to the engineers and telling them that he needed to he needed to have it built in less than a week, and then telling them like he's like you have to keep it under twenty million dollars. That's all I have on me. <laughs> I that's one of the best lines ever. That's one of the best lines ever uttered on cinema. <laughs> <laughs> but only because it was him that said it. Oh, yeah. No one else could have pulled that off. Nobody else could have pulled off that line. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all I have. On me. All right, oh so I guess this your, your bounces next back piece. over to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my third bucket, <clears throat> my third of four buckets, is sequels that are um, that are farces of themselves. So again, this kind of goes back to that awareness that you're in a movie thing, but it, this is a different stripe of it. What I'm talking about is movie are movies. Specifically, I wrote down Twenty Two Jump Street and Hangover Two that are making fun of the fact that the thing is happening again. 
and that mm. oh we're going through this whole thing again and isn't it ridiculous like what are the odds which is what everybody always says you know that's the joke about the diehard joke how many times can this guy fall out of a fucking building or get attacked sure. by terrorists right like that's that's the the joke and to sort of head off that joke and make it central to the narrative of the story is a piece that Deadpool bar Deadpool 2 borrowed from movies like I said before 22 Jump Street which was brilliantly done i think an underrated sequel where yeah it they, was it was really they good. kind of flipped it up at the end of that movie for if you haven't seen 22 jump street like i mean spoiler alert it came out like five years ago so fucking get over it but um <laughs> like you had your chance but they did a really inventive thing where uh, at the end where they had been making a joke about that movie being oh this is happening again this is all happening again just like last time it turned out that it wasn't it was different and you kind of weren't expecting that because of the setup it was it was interesting and yeah. then um Hangover 2, uh, again, another movie where how can this be happening to these guys again? And they make that joke in that movie, you know. God, we sure are, like, cursed or something like that, you know. It, it, I, I thought that there's a lot of that happening in Deadpool 2 where, I mean, he, they're even a little more on the nose where, they, where they're talking about the, you know, the box office performance and stuff like that in, in the actual uh, opener of the movie. But I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, actually, I just wanted to say, speaking of The Hangover, uh, have you seen the trailer for Tag with Ed Helms? No, no, I haven't it's seen it. It's the least funny comedy trailer I think I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. Wait, that guy <laughs> cannot make a good-looking movie. I don't know what it is. What's so um, funny is I've been I've been rewatching. my wife and I have been rewatching The Office. I don't know why. I think there's some weird, um, what is it, the, the, the Jungian... Uh, uh, Oh, what is the world? Like, what is the thing that Carl Jung said? The collective unconscious. Um, mm. I think that the world right now is rewatching The Office because everybody I talk to is like, oh, yeah, I was watching The Office the other day. And my oh. wife and I were like watching The Office the other day. There's some movement. I think Gina's brother was just rewatching it. There's a bunch of people that are just rewatching it or maybe rediscovering it on, on Netflix or something. Um, it could just be that Netflix positioned it in a certain way on the, on their homepage. And like now people are just clicking on it. But for us, we've been rewatching some of those episodes just, you know, at nighttime when we're getting right before we go to sleep. And, um, and Ed Helms was so good on that. Oh yeah. He was great. He was incredible. And, um, he has made very few things that were any good (laughs) (laughs) following, following that. Yeah. But I, I do love him though. He's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, that, that's definitely a good point. Cause I mean that, yeah, that kind of is like the main, uh, thing with, with Deadpool two is that almost all of it is kind of just making fun of the fact that they're doing it again. Uh, it was, it was right there in the trailer too, with, uh, the whole thing about just make a, just make number two, don't even bother making a number three, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, that's definitely seems to be like a big, uh, jump off point for what they had in mind for making this sequel. What's in that joke? TJ Miller's joke. That was his joke, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That was TJ Miller. Yeah. Which <laughs> it's pretty interesting that they uh, just leaned right into him and kept him as a big full character. I mean, he had already <laughs> filmed that by the time everything yeah, came out. Right? Yeah. I know, but it's funny. Cause like he was also, uh, he's one of the main characters in ready player one. I mean, he's having a fine year despite. Yeah, but he's everything. no, but he's not personally having a fine year. He's falling apart, right? Didn't I know. He did recently. And oh, like, yeah. He called like a bomb threat or something. And uh, yeah, he's off his fucking rock. Yeah, he's he's not doing very well. He's not OK <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right. What's your uh, yeah. what's your next one? 
So my next one is, uh, this one's actually more specifically about the plot, and I think kind of an obvious one, but Terminator 2, um, which uh, with Cable coming back in time to uh, stop the events of what's going to happen, uh, and killing a kid, and Deadpool has to protect the kid. Damn, that's, yeah, that's actually a, a dead-on one. Then. Yeah, yeah, that one's almost almost too obvious. And I, th- um, I, th- I think he called him John Connor at one point too, yeah. which so they obviously know that as they were doing it. Um, but yeah. And I mean, come on, Terminator two is the best action movie of all time. Terminator two. Did you see it in the theater or were you too little? Actually, the first time I saw Terminator two was on a bootleg the day I got back from Jew camp. And then we went and saw it for real in the theater the following weekend. Like it had just come out at the time. So, so wait, you got a bootleg while Terminator, like a, a 1989 bootleg yeah. while it yeah, was like still pe- in the movie theaters? On a, vid- on a video camera, people walking in front of the screen and all that stuff. Yeah, totally old school VHS bootleg. Uh, and yeah, then we got to go back to the theater. Uh, I think it was like the next week or something. Yeah, my mom ripped my dad a new asshole because he brought me. I was only like 10 and he brought yeah, me to see yeah. it in the theaters. And she was like, <laughs> this is a rated R movie, you oh. goddamn psychopath. <laughs> yeah, my dad took me all the time to rated R movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, my dad took me to Die Hard also. And that was nice. a pretty, yeah, that was a fucking dope ass movie to, to see <laughs> when it came out. I was like, hell yeah. Um, I seriously love Terminator 2, though. So good. Well, Terminator 2, Nails, you are like right there with my fourth and final bucket of okay. traits, I guess, that are, of uh, pieces, um, which is broadly just kids with bad role models. And underneath that, I hadn't put ter- Terminator 2, even though it's an incredible one um, that is right on par with, with what I'm talking about, or right, right on, 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 on uh, topic with what I'm talking about. The ones that I had written were uh, Bad Santa and Problem Child. And I thought that, that this movie had a lot of that sort of reluctant, curmudgeonly guy being forced to, uh, through circumstance, take care of or, or monitor the well-being of a child where he probably sure. shouldn't be in charge of anybody. Um, you could make the case that Arnold Schwarzenegger, a robot who you know was reprogrammed and sent back in time, is probably not the best role model for uh, for John for john connor um but yeah, yeah that right. so that that was my my fourth and final bucket I, I i saw a lot of that same dynamic the um way too way too eager to please kid who wants to be uh you know who wants to be, who wants to ingratiate himself with the older with with the the male adult figure um but who lacks a male adult figure a male you know adult figure of authority and and goes looking for one in the wrong place um which i thought was done really well in deadpool awesome yeah well you know that absolutely i agree with that and that also leads right into my final puzzle piece actually um which you mentioned about uh the adult uh you know like kind of begrudgingly uh helping the kid um this is more of a big uh an adult begrudgingly learning something and growing uh which is army of darkness which uh (laughs) yes yes. you know dead deadpool not wanting to uh grow and learn and become a better person but he eventually does it you know a little bit anyway and just like uh ash he has absolutely no interest in helping or uh being the solution to what's happening but he eventually gets talked into it because he's got a big heart (laughs) yeah another of my favorite movies 
Was that the third one? That was the third one, right? That was the third one, yeah. yeah. The last movie. That was the one back in time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that one is always, I think, the weirdest one. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> with, with, the, with the first the first one, I never know if it's the 50th minute or, like, the fifth minute of that movie, if I turn it on. I'm like, where is it? Where Because everything is kind of, there's not a sequence. It's just a bunch of the same things kind of happening. And you yeah, just kind of sit the there and one. watch it. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i I almost uh brought up army of darkness but i wanted to save it for the end there but uh i almost brought it up when you were talking about sequels that are farces of themselves because yeah. in a lot of ways the evil dead series just kept getting more ridiculous because of how ridiculous it started and you know they just kept making it more and more and uh kind of aping itself further and further um but yeah i think that that's the last of your puzzle pieces right that's it. What's you? That, that, right. That's the last of yours, right? Yep. So let me do the uh, the finished puzzle here. Yeah, we did it. We did it. All right. So the finished puzzle, all the uh, movies that we just talked about, would be we got uh, movies where they break the fourth wall, such as Spaceballs, Life of Brian, Friday, uh, Shoot 'Em Up, parody movies like Scary Movie, Not Another Teen Movie, uh, Kick Ass, Terminator Two. Sequels that are farces of themselves, like 22 Jump Street and Hangover 2, um, Army of Darkness, and uh, movies with kids that have bad role models like Bad Santa and Problem Child. I think that was everything we talked about. Yep. Yeah, so that is our finished puzzle. And just to finish this thing up, uh, it sounds like you liked this movie. I know I did. How'd you like it? I liked it. I, li- I liked it a lot. It was it was more like um, where all these movies with the big long narrative arcs and you know the expanded universes and stuff like that kind of make you eat your vegetables a little bit. But they're, they're really good vegetables, you know. But this movie was just all candy. This movie was yeah. just uh, fan service after fan service, funny joke after funny joke, and you know it was it was great. It was really good. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah, like you said, like, after the weight of uh, Avengers Infinity War, you know, going back to something like this, and then this is going to happen again next month with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, with going back to just like a funny, fun uh, action superhero movie. Did you see the uh, the the meme that um, fellow co-host on this show, Will Hines, posted a few weeks ago? Yeah. The, 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 the two-panel meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where, uh, where Mac is serving Dennis some food and Mac is labeled as Marvel. Dennis is labeled as Marvel fans who just saw Infinity Wars and the food is labeled Ant-Man 2. And, uh, <laughs> and Dennis just takes the food and throws it down the hallway. <laughs> I hated that meme because I love Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ant-Man will be great, but it is going to be <laughs> underwhelming because you know they're going to have to have some of the one of these like random shit ass villains who doesn't matter and is right. like yeah. doesn't matter the larger story and is dead by the end of the movie and you know it, it's it's they should have just gotten Josh Brolin in it and another role. Yeah, just keep, three great keep three great Josh Brolin villains. Just keep making Josh Brolin every bad guy. Make him the Joker. (laughs) Fuck it. Like, who cares? By the way, do you follow Josh Brolin on Instagram? You know, I got these scars. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's the Joker now. Do you know how I got these scars? <laughs> uh, we do have Sicario coming up though, so we got oh, Josh Brolin there. Yep. What if so, Sicario? Uh, what if Sicario happens in the same world as Bad Santa? I didn't expect you to say that. Shared shared universe, Bad Santa, Sicario world. I mean, I think that would make sense. I mean, Bad Santa probably comes from a world with a lot of drugs and stuff, you know? I feel like Sicario probably does happen in the same world as um, as um, Usual Suspects or something like that. They should do that more often. Drop movies into different like worlds that they share and share. I feel like I feel like we need to start Bird Road video skits just so we could have you shooting a gun the way that uh Benito del Toro does in the Sicario trailer. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's so funny. How he just puts his finger through it and then pulls the gun back with his other hand. One night when we were really <laughs> fucked up and really stoned, I made you laugh your ass off because I did an impression of Antonio Banderas in um in uh oh what was the movie in uh not the mariachi he wasn't in the mariachi the mariachi was the first movie uh, desperado desperado where he does the thing where he like clicks the gun and goes Shh. Like that, and he tells <laughs> the gun to be quiet did an impression of that and you were just dying one night <laughs> where he like loads the shotgun and, he, and it, it clicks and he goes Shh. <laughs> so there you have it another episode of piecing it together finally but that was a really fun one i always love talking to q um we had a really good time doing it and then we also recorded a new bird road uh podcast episode which don't think i just uh had to take those couple of weeks off from this podcast. I also wasn't recording bird road that whole time too. So I'm happy to be back to both podcasts. So if you're enjoying uh, piecing it together, definitely check out bird road as well. You can find it at any of the uh, podcast apps that piecing it together is on. And it's a really fun show. And we joke around, we talk about politics and news. We talk about all kinds of stuff. It's uh, it's a great show. So anyway, Deadpool two, awesome movie. I loved it. And I'm really glad we got a chance to talk about it. Normally, I'd say it's like a week too late for where I really want this podcast to usually be. I try to talk about movies that just came out within the last week or two. But, you know, I had to make an exception. And we might make exceptions again in the future. We'll see. If there's a certain movie we didn't get to and we want to talk about, we're just going to do it. There's no rules. It's podcasting. I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, I just want to remind you guys... If you're not subscribed, please make sure to subscribe to our uh, podcast um, on any podcast app that you listen to on uh, Pocket Casts, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music. We're pretty much everywhere at this point and anywhere that we're not. Hey, if you want to listen to us somewhere and we're not there, let us know. We'll make sure to get uh, whatever it is we got to do to get on there. We'll get on there and uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, check out our Facebook and Twitter at PiecingPod. Check out the new website, www.piecingpod.com. You can subscribe to our uh, mailing list on there too, which would be really awesome because I want to start sending some uh, 
really cool stuff out to you guys. We're going to start doing some contests. I'm going to start doing um, some giveaways, uh, movie giveaways and stuff like that. So it's going to be really cool. You're going to want to be uh, subscribed to that mailing list. So definitely check out www.piecingpod.com. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And I'm going to try to fit in a few extra episodes in June to make up for that break that we did. Um, you know, we, we got to see if we can make that happen. Otherwise, we'll at least get back to one a week for sure. But I'm going to try to get a couple extras in. And uh, we have a few planned right now. So we got to just get to those and get them going. And I hope you guys enjoy this one because I'm glad to be back and continuing to do it. So with that said, I guess I will talk to you next week. If you have any comments, just please email me by davidrosen at gmail.com. Oh, and you know what? One other thing I want to mention before I forget here. Uh, we also started a Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. Check that out. Get signed in on there and start having conversations with us. We want to know what you're thinking about these movies. We want to know what you're thinking about the puzzle pieces that we're suggesting. And just start a conversation. Hell, maybe even come on the show sometime. Let me know in that group that you're interested in it. And uh, we'll make it happen because I definitely want to have all different kind of voices on this show. And we're going to be doing a lot more episodes. So we definitely need a lot of co-hosts. So definitely get involved in that group. Piecing it together, a movie discussion group. It's on Facebook. And we've been having some fun conversations in there already about movies and some other stuff too. Uh, but. We want to keep it going and keep it uh, busy and keep having fun with it. So anyway, lots of movies coming out this week we got to go see. Um, but we will be back next week with a new episode, and thanks for listening.